Thank you.
to First City Church. Thank you for coming to our Christmas service. Let's give a round of applause for everybody that showed up this morning. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, you guys, go ahead and take your seats. Thank you, man. You guys are awesome, as always. Hey, my name is Leland. It's so excited. It feels so good here. Hey, just turn to your neighbors and tell them, hey, you look good. Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. Hey, I just got a few announcements for you. Just a few. Just a few. Um, you picked a very special, special Sunday to be here. Uh, all the little ones are here. We have some teenagers. So if you hear some crying, some laughter, it's okay. This is our family service. It's all right. Things are not going to be perfect today. Also, today after service down in the coffee house, uh, we're going to have cookies with Santa. So that's really, really fun. I'm really, really excited. But before all of that, today is our last week of the series that we've been in, Wrapped in the Spirit. Today we're talking about worshiping fully. Uh. I'll, I'll I just, I just want to say, you know, today is two days before Christmas and you're kind of, you're kind of pulling off the regular Sunday announcement guy routine here. And, and I just thought, I, I thought we might need to spice it up a little bit. I mean, I agree, but I'm just saying, I thought, I thought I was doing a good, I thought I was doing a good job. Do y'all think, uh, just, what, what would you give them like a seven or an eight, nine? All right. That's not, that's not, that's not bad. That's, that's pretty good. Now, now that's out of a hundred. So that's, I mean, it's a little, I'm just, you know I'm, what? I'm kidding. You know, hey, hey, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to walk over here and you got it today. You're just going to let me, you got it. You wow. Got it. I'm going to stay on the corner. It's really unexpected. I didn't know that was going to happen. So Leland, Leland, I think you're wonderful. You really were doing a great job. But Thank you. In true, in true Christmas fashion here. <clears throat> "'Twas two days before Christmas, when all through the church, children laughed and ate cookies. It caused quite a smirch. Hold on. Wait. Okay. All right. Just wondering. Just a couple questions. All right. What does smirch mean? Does anybody know? I don't know. Y'all know what a smirch is, don't you? I don't know what a smirch is. Okay. So, so some people are nodding their heads like they don't know. It's right. Webster defines smirch as, uh, you know, like dirt or a stain. I had to smirch this morning right here and I got it out. But, but so that's, and in my, in my defense, there's really not a lot of words that rhyme with church. So I'm just, I was kind of just going with it. Well, that, I'm not, I'm not Webster's dictionary or anything, but I know a few there's perch, there's lurch. There's hey, okay. Okay. That, that, it, it's not, that's okay. not important. It's not important. Okay. So I'll just go back to the corner. It's all right. <clears throat> Reefs were hung from the balcony with care. There were, there were quite a lot of them. I bet we had a few to spare. Even. All right, all right, all right. Okay, we had a few to spare. What does this have to do with worshiping fully today? That's what, that's what we're talking about, worshiping fully. Well, I, I'm trying to get to that, but I keep, you keep coming up here. and I, I, I'm trying to move on. Can I, can I go ahead? And, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> all right. The children weren't nestled at all snug in their bed, obviously. They were ready to party and dance instead. Now, this singing for you may be a bit of a flip, but let's put our hands together as the kids show us their worship. That's pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. That was good. That was, that was good. Here we go. Here we go. So we have a very special treat, obviously. 
for you guys. So as they make their way up, oh, look at those beautiful faces and, and cute curls and all that stuff. Can we give them a round of applause? Great job. Let's give it up for the kids. What an awesome job. So cute. Hey, can we give one more round of applause? Good job, guys. Good job. High five. 
Good job. That'll baby. I think I think we get personally, that's me. Hey, what an exciting day. Parents, don't forget, the kids are actually walking back to the kids' area or in the check-in area. Go back, walk back there and, and grab them if you don't mind. Join us back in here to, for a family worship. Everybody else, let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's have some fun. Find somebody you don't know. Give them a high five. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Give, don't give them a kiss. That's weird. All right. All right. Good job as we uh, have our seats. Take our seats. Man, that was really, really awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. All right. But um, just sorry, sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, Taryn, what are you still doing up here? Just wondering. I was doing a good job, remember? Well, I mean, did you really think I was done? Like, did you think it would be just over with, with that little bit? Well, I was hoping so. But. I'll go back to the corner again. Thank you. <clears throat> now, that, w- that was wonderful, first of all, wasn't that? That was, that was good. But now it is time for our regular worship crew to get on the stage and do what they do. Uh, please join together and stand as we sing. I hope to hear you all let your voices ring. Let's put our hands together.
ready to do a Christmas song. You guys ready? I'm ready. Here we go.
Let's keep worshiping him this morning. You guys know this song? Sing it out with all you got. Would welcome. I was lost, but he brought me and with his love.
God, we worship you this morning. We praise your name. We lift your name high. You are the reason. You're the meaning, God. And we thank you for this time that we can just come together as a whole family and celebrate your name, God. In your name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Well, good morning. You just found out who normally sits in your seat at the opposite service of you. I can tell some of you have repositioned and gone upstairs and thank you for being here. You know, with this morning, before you all got here, we had it at 67 degrees. And then all of a sudden, the air condition decided, you know what, I am tired, I'm taking the day off. And so, thank you for your patience and uh, thank you for being here. Weren't the children great? Was that not awesome? I received this uh, Christmas card uh, this morning, actually, from a friend. Jesus, more than anything, we need you in our Christmas. We need the assurance that you are still God with us. And in our times of joy and in our times of sorrow, we need the comfort that only you bring and your peace that passes understanding. Putting Jesus back in the Christmas season has been our theme for the last three weeks. And it's our theme today just to worship God fully. And so we've tried to bring some songs that were just in praise of Jesus and some songs that we typically sing during Christmas, during our communion time together. We're going to have some carolers who are just going to be singing some songs just about God and about Jesus and that we would typically sing in our Christmas holiday. But when I was young, I was trying to figure out what does the birth of Jesus really mean? And what is the significance of the birth of Jesus? And why is it so important that we celebrate it every year? And so when I started reading the story of the Bible... You begin and God creates man and woman, places them in this garden. And there's like this perfect harmony. And God says, I'm enough for you. So eat all you want out of the tree of life. But I am giving you a choice. But I'm just asking you, do not eat from this other tree. There is an alternative to live without me. But do not eat from that tree. Or your eyes will be open to something very different. And then all of a sudden, the enemy comes into the garden looking like a snake. And he walks up to Adam and Eve, and he's like, what are y'all doing? They're like, we're just being in the garden. He's like, well, why don't you eat from that tree? Doesn't it look good? And they're like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Because God says if we do that, it's not going to be good. And the snake said, that God, he's such a kidder. It's not true. He didn't tell you. In fact... If you eat from that tree, you won't need God. You'll be as smart as he is. And they're like, oh. And they ate of the fruit. And I'm like, no, don't eat of the fruit. God has been so good to you. But they ate and their eyes were open. And God came into the garden looking for them. Adam, where are you? He's like, well, we're hiding Well, why are you hiding? Did you eat the fruit that I asked you not to eat? And things changed. And God was so upset. Not with Adam and Eve necessarily in the fact that that they just ate the fruit. But now their relationship has changed forever. 
And now there's no way to get back to God. God prepares a place for us in heaven. It's like, how are we going to get there? Because now we've done something wrong and our sin blocks us from God. And so God looks at that snake and he said, you may have bitten me on the heel, but one day someone's going to come into this world and he's going to crush you. And these people will be able to be with me again. And the more I read the book, the more I read the story, I'm looking, who's going to crush that snake? And along comes Abraham, and he's a great man. And maybe Abraham's going to crush the snake, but he doesn't do it. And then Isaac comes along. Maybe Isaac is going to do it, but he doesn't do it. And then Jacob, and then a great man named Moses comes along. And Moses is like, I'm going to free the people and I'm going to set them free. And like, maybe Moses is the one who will finally crush that snake and get us back to God like we were designed to be. But Moses doesn't do it. And Joshua doesn't do it. And Esther doesn't do it. And Deborah doesn't do it. And Samson and Gideon and all of the great prophets. And none of them do it. Until you get to the time of Isaiah. And Isaiah is so scared And the king of Judah and God's people, and they're so scared because the king of Israel and Syria had partnered together. The king of Israel turned his back on God, partnered with Syria, and they made a decision, we're going to stamp out all of God's people. And Isaiah's crying out to God. And the king is, the Bible says, he was so scared, he was shaking like leaves on a tree. And God came to him and he said, why are you so scared? And it's like, because our world is falling apart. Our nation is at odds with each other. We're turning on ourselves. And God's people are going to be destroyed. And we'll not have a way back home to you. And God said, Syria is only as strong. This is in Isaiah chapter 7. Syria is only strong as their capital, Damascus. And their capital, Damascus, is only as strong as their king. And he's not that strong. And Israel is only as strong as their capital and their king. And he's turned his back on me. And he's not that strong. So ask me for a sign. Go ahead, Isaiah. Ask me for a sign and I'll give you a sign. And Isaiah's like, I wouldn't even know what to ask for. And I don't want to put you to the test. And God said, and this is one of the first prophecies of the birth of Jesus in the Bible. And in Isaiah chapter 7, God said to him, okay then, verse 14, I have it on your screen. All right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son. And we'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's like there's going to come a Messiah. There's going to come a Savior. There's going to come someone born from a virgin. And now we know what we're looking for. And then God gave him a few other signs. He'll be born in Bethlehem. And shepherds will be in a field and they'll follow a star and they'll find him. And now I know what I'm looking for. And I get over to Matthew chapter 1. And Matthew says this. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant 
through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he continued, And she will have a son and name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And I realize a Savior has come into the world. And his name is Jesus. And finally, someone will crush that snake and bring peace back into our world. And so I turn to Luke chapter 2, and we read it every year. And this is just the good news of our world. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared to the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When Israel would get together and they turned their total attention on God, it sounded like our room sounds today. Fathers and mothers, grandfathers and grandmothers, Children, all together, probably a little warm, probably a little cramped, just praising God, telling Him thank you for the gift into the world. Our world needs peace, amen? (laughs) Our world is in conflict with each other, and it's groping and searching for God. But this was the promise of God, a sign in Genesis, a sign in Isaiah, A sign in Luke. And God said, I will be with you. I will save you from your sin. Because of the birth of Jesus. Because of his death, burial, and resurrection. You can be free. And I will give to you. And this will be a sign to you. You will be able to reach out to other people with the good news of Jesus. And they will find God. I just want to read you something before we... Share in our communion time. I received this letter this week. Is it okay if I read it to you? Dear Pastor, my name is, I'm just going to keep his identity anonymous. My family and I had the extreme pleasure of attending breakfast with Sam at First City Church this past Saturday. I am an architect who works exclusively with churches and ministry related projects literally all over the United States. I see a lot of ministries doing a lot of different activities and programs. I am also a preacher's kid who has grown up in the church my entire life. And my wife has been in church her entire life as well. Me, my wife, and our two biological children accepted the call to become licensed foster care earlier this year. And we have since received two brothers into our home. And this was our first year participating in this event. I just want to tell you, and I want you to tell all of those who made this past Saturday possible, 
that I have never felt so blessed and loved in my entire life. Nor have I seen an event carried out with such excellence, love, and authenticity. As we approached the church, we were warmly welcomed by folks standing out front where Mr. Richard took the time to connect with each one of our four boys. And then we met Paul and his sweet wife, Tanya, as we entered the sanctuary. We were impressed with the organization and the flow of the people through the area. We had our picture made with Santa. Our four boys received their gifts. And then we made our way up toward breakfast. It was standing in the breakfast line that Paul and his wife did everything in their power to ease any struggle that we might have preparing six plates. And then I looked into the faces of the ladies behind the serving line. And I realized these folks had but one purpose. Love Jesus by extending love to my family. I became overcome with emotion and did everything I could to hold back tears and keep it together. Sitting at the breakfast table, a close friend of mine and his family came in and his words summed up what I was feeling. He said, man, did you feel the presence of the Lord when you walked into this place? To which I exclaimed, yes, that's it. And I have been choking back tears because of it. It's amazing. Our boys were taken to a game room where they were able to connect with other foster parents. And we saw friends that we met during our training. Shortly thereafter, Paul's wife came through the door escorting our three boys. And our fourth, who was only five months, down to the mommy and daddy gift rooms to shop for presents. Our boys did a great job picking out thoughtful gifts for my wife and I which they could not wait to give us. We tried to convince them that we should wait till Christmas, but they would not have it. They were so excited to see us open up our gifts. And we were so surprised at the generosity that your people gave to provide such quality gifts for us. And as we left, we were handed a Target gift card, which was icing on the cake. As I said, I've seen a lot of churches do a lot of things, but I've never been so moved or felt so loved by a group of strangers that quickly felt like family. I want to say thank you to you and to all the people who gave their time and effort. What a wonderful place for the presence of the Lord to show up where a bunch of families chasing after God, trying to love on children, get loved by a bunch of church folks who just want to love on those families. We're faithful members at Olive Baptist Church in Pensacola where we serve and teach. But if I weren't, I would bring my family to First City Church. Keep up the good work and rest assured you are thoroughly blessing families of which ours is one. As we walked to the car, I looked at my wife and said, now that is how you love on families. God is with you. And you are a reflection of the birth of Jesus the life of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And we're just family, and we just want to honor God. We're going to go into our time of communion. We've got a lot of people, so it's going to be a, this is going to be fun. We're not going to, we're not going to pass the trays back and forth. We want you as parents and grandparents, grandchildren, all getting together as a family and come up and get 
if, if you're comfortable, come up and get your own cracker and juice. We have trash cans up front where you can put your cups. We also have it in the back, and we also have it upstairs. So you can go to the back. You can come up front. And if you have a difficult time walking around or even getting up at all, all you have to do is raise your hand from where you're sitting. And we have a couple of people who are also just walking through, and they'll bring it to you. I just want you to enjoy time and let your family celebrate Jesus together. So you can come get your cup, come get your bread, come get your... And then just cuddle as a family, pray together, tell your children how much you love Jesus. Let them tell you and just share in communion. We'll have some carolers singing. And then after that, Taryn will come back up and we'll be dismissed. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we get to celebrate Jesus together. Can I pray with you? And then we'll begin. Lord God, the decision to send Jesus into a chaotic, sinful world made all the difference in our lives. We had no hope of living with you eternally without his birth. Jesus, we're so grateful that you decided to leave your father and come to earth and rescue us. And we celebrate you. And today as we eat and drink in this very simple demonstration of our love for you, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to sing and you can come up with your family. So if you want, you can all stand and then just make your way up to the front or to the back or upstairs. And then you can celebrate in communion. Thank you for being here. Let's celebrate God together.